I love this song so much. All right, hello everybody, and welcome to the aftermath of AEW Collision. Yes, folks, say it with me. After the collision, we sift through the wreckage. The wreckage. Uh, Brought to you by ChannelAttitude.com. Please subscribe for five dollars a month in the Hami Media Group. This is the wreckage. I'm Christopher Ams. That's A M B S, like lambs with Noel or bullshit first thing in the morning. And today I am coming to you from the gates of heaven. Welcome, <laughs> welcome, welcome, my children. I'm just kidding. I'm standing. I'm. I have everything positioned against the window because there's a major uh, blackout where I'm from. There's no power anywhere, anywhere around. So I'm just trying to stay somewhere where there's some light, so I don't look like I'm in a dark, dingy room. Anyway, joining me is my usually unusual co-host with the most from the Port Phillip Coast. The man can't stop, won't stop. He won't relent. And tonight we're going to ask him about being in the main event. Jimmy T. Yeah. Wheeler, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> Boo. Jimmy T. Wheeler. You know what's fucked up about that, Chris? It's got a good <laughs> ring to it. I know, right? <laughs> it just rolls with it. But anyway, I'm glad to be back here on the wreckage. Where After the collision, we're definitely going to be sifting through the wreckage. And unfortunately for for us and everybody else, there's quite a bit of wreckage to sift through. There is. There's quite a bit to sift through. And he's our very own top guy, healer babyface, and the wreckage with me and Jimmy T is his happy place. Vet, how's your weekend going? It's super. It's just starting. <laughs> I get off of work and I do this. This is the first thing I do on my weekend. And I couldn't be happier to do it, except when we get a show like last night. Oh my God, this was uh, that you know my title, you know my my little sub name here for the night. I really watched the wrong show last night because all I saw was buzz about how awesome No Mercy was. Oh my God, this was one of the best shows NXT's done in forever, and. Yeah, I saw I saw Brian Alvarez, which again, the only reason I see it is because I like wrestling content, and so Twitter shows me this shit. I, I don't follow Brian Alvarez. Please don't ever think that I follow Brian Alvarez. But I saw Brian Alvarez tweet that you know, uh, oh, Ilya and 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 uh, Carmelo had a great match last night. It, some might even argue it was too violent, and I'm like, well, will you go fuck yourself already, you little pussy? <laughs> uh. Fucking that was guy. a great match, though. I won't lie. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. It was hard-hitting, that's for sure. Yeah, it was. It might have even been too violent, Jimmy. Oof. Well, better, better cover your eyes, peeps. I hate <laughs> I hate that guy so much. I really do. I can't stand <laughs> I'll, that. I'll be sure movie. to brace myself for when I eventually watch it. You like it, man. It you actually like it, I think, man. But yeah. Till then. It. But go, go on. Go on. Yeah, actually, I doubt We're not it. here to talk <laughs> about No Mercy. <laughs> oh, and they're a possibly good show. <laughs> yeah. No, why would we why would we do that? Um what's going on in terms of the news, Jimmy? Is there anything anything that we haven't covered yet? Honestly, man, I slept up until a couple of hours ago and no, I haven't seen nothing in the news to be honest. I mean I was scrolling around Facebook and uh Twitter. Nothing really has come to mind. Nothing significant anyway. Yeah, all I've really seen is exactly what I said, that the other show that we didn't watch is the one that we probably should have watched. So, cool. Oh, I cool. definitely watched uh, Also, Jade didn't <laughs> debut uh, on NXT, which a lot of people were saying she would. Um, yep. That's what true. people? Mikey? Oh, Mikey is Mikey, in... What happened? 
The media M5 you're talking about? <laughs> oh, look at this. Serge is in the house. Saying that guys. equals ratings. It does. That's why I just <laughs> right. called him our talk guy. <laughs> yeah. Serge, uh, exactly. Serge, a former roommate, former uh, compatriot, former one-time opponent, former oh. uh, tag team partner in podcasting, uh, former brief co-host of Next Level Wrestling Review with myself. I remember uh, that, actually. Yes, it lasted for a, a cup of coffee. If, if the cup of coffee was one of those things where you like sipped it on your way out the door and then rushed and left most of it on the table. That was Serge's <laughs> cup of coffee. So we're always welcoming Serge here. He's the man. Bienvenido. Or, a man. or barely Bienvenido. a man. Welcome in. <laughs> yeah, hello. And what's up, Darkside Caster and yeah. uh, Zol was in the house too. Morning, everybody. And uh, how do you pronounce this? Is this G-ball? <laughs> I think the threes are a bunch of nutsacks there. Is that what that's supposed to be? Perhaps. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm going to assume it's G-Ball. Yeah, G-Ball. G-Ball it is. Welcome, G-Ball. Chris Willen's also in the house. And Media M5, of course. Yes, boy. Yeah, there he is. There's Media M5. <laughs> what happened last <laughs> night, huh? Jade was supposed <laughs> to debut. <laughs> yeah, where's Jade, huh? Where's J that's the new that's like that's gonna be the new chant at every NXT show from now until she debuts somewhere. Where's Jade? Where's Jade? Where's Jade? <laughs> or at least it absolutely should be. That's my new chant. Where's Jade? Oh man, look, I don't think we'll see a debut really anytime soon. Not just yet anyway. Wherever she debuts. I don't think she's debuting in NXT either. No, neither do I. I exactly. I, I totally there. agree with you on that one man for sure too much star power all right well if there's no news to talk about i guess we can talk about this show if we have to um we oh speed yeah it. a we new york set city a new record for fastest fastest uh, wreckage we totally you know that would probably be the best um but since that's probably not what we're gonna do um oh. <laughs> what can i say is oh thank you to my girlfriend who got me a monster energy that's awesome ah. um but uh but also i will say uh new york city is still underwater sorry guys um i guess uh if you're going if you're gonna go for a walk or anything just make sure you uh you wear your flotation device? I don't know. God damn. It. Looks shitty there. I thought I had heat from Big Ray fucking because of you for a minute. He he texted me saying about the how he was listening to our show and about uh us talking about the floods. I'm like, "Oh man, Bro, not Big this Ray shit. fucks with you so oh, no, much." No, no, he was. He was. Like, he was. And you was you, you sell for Big Ray's fucking with you all the time. <laughs> like like every single time you he just sends don't you know, something man. like Sometimes you don't know with him, man, if he's being serious or, or not. You know what I mean? So uh, I can never tell anymore, bro. He, he fucking the other day, he the other me really day, well. He was texting with me and he was like, and he was like, no, no, but I, I know you guys really, really care about me. Like, you know, it's like, it's almost like I'm a pet or something. And I was just like, Ray, go fuck what? yourself. You fucking weirdo. Like <laughs> he was fucking with me. He was trying to fuck with me the way he fucks with you. And I was just like, get out of here, Ray. Fucking guy. God damn it, Ray, man. <laughs> Jesus. Good guy. Good guy. Anyway, um, yeah, so if you're in New York, uh, try to stay dry, I guess. 
Again, I don't want to laugh at also, that. It's, it's, it's not cool. <laughs> also, a, uh, a a sitting uh, United States senator um, pulled the fucking fire alarm on the Senate to avoid the shutdown the other night. So that was that was fun, acting like somebody in third grade. <laughs> uh, as the only American on the show, vet, what did you think about that? I didn't hear about it until five seconds ago. <laughs> Legit pulled the fucking fire alarm. Can you like, come on, dude? Like that was some shit that your your asshole friend that was always trying to get attention did literally in like fifth grade, right? You pulled the fire alarm. Ha! Ah, I'm gonna pull the fire alarm. A fucking senator did that shit the other night. Come on, really? What the fuck? Like a fucking ten year old. Yeah. Whatever it takes, whatever it takes to draw it out longer, the fucking government's getting shut down. It doesn't matter what the fuck you do right now. You don't have the votes to stop it. You think you're gonna get more votes by pulling the fire alarm? Is that somebody's gonna be convinced? Oh no! Oh no! Senator Bowman oh, might it. pull the fucking fire alarm. God, your country's hilarious. I mean, again, my country's. You know, my country is, you know, doing standing ovations for Nazis lately. So I don't, I don't, I don't have a lot of, <laughs> don't have a lot of leeway to make Yeah, no, no governments really have room to talk right now. Everybody should just, uh, yeah. Shut the fuck up, in other words. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's steer away from politics before I need muffins. And let's talk about wrestling. And then, and then Vet can need muffins. Uh, <laughs> all right. So the show begins with uh, Andrade and Juice Robinson, the singles match. Uh, there's some confusion on commentary about who was in the real devil mask oh, last week. Um, you know, Nigel was like, I was very clearly uh, MJF. And uh, the, the fat guy on commentary with him was like, I, I wouldn't say clearly. And then they had a little argument about it. It was good. It's good. Anyway, um, Robinson quickly gets upset about his hair being pulled, screaming at the referee. He's pulling my hair. He's pulling my hair. And uh, once again, I just I have to say, I really like Juice Robinson. He's funny. He makes me laugh. He entertains me. He's he's now on my cart. He's now on my cart for wrestling. If Juice Robinson is doing something, I am convinced he's going to be something. He's going to be doing something entertaining. Chris is like, let me get a, a juice. <laughs> yeah, let me let me get a juice, uh, Jay White, uh, a juice at Jay Mignon. Fuck, uh, <laughs> yeah. a lot of J's flowing. That's I'm for like, sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's see. Uh, who, who else? Who else? Uh, uh, just incredible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of that starts with a J. Justin Hawk uh, Bradshaw. Uh, Juventud Guerrera. <laughs> The guy that got arrested in my neck of the woods for having too many drugs or too much drugs. Did yeah. you hear about that story? Anyone? <laughs> no, but that's funny. <laughs> oh, look, look into it. Look into it. Uh, Conan even talks talks about it in K100. It's actually a funny fucking story, man. The context of the story of what I happened. I bet. Well, Hooventu. Fucking weirdo. Anyway. The Hoovy Juice. Hey, see? Lot. There's a connection. Hoovy Juice vet. <laughs> So you, yeah, Hoovy Juice. So you like you, so you like Juice Robinson. Juice is uh, on your menu. Okay, mm -hmm. just yep. catching um, his distractions. Up. Sort of continuing. Yeah, no, I, I know what you're doing there. Um, I'm I'm a pro too, vet. Uh, 
I'm not a vet yet, but I'm a pro, you know. Um, anyway, his his constant distraction of the referee allows the guns to get involved in the match. So they do. Um, that's pretty much the story of this match is Andrade is a better wrestler. Um, you know, on in a one-on-one competition, he's able to sort of dominate the match. But Juice is continually getting, the, you know, getting the referee involved. He pulls the referee in front of him at one point to disallow, you know, different things like that. Stuff that you don't... I think see enough of, especially in AEW, where a guy is pretty clearly using everything he can to involve as much as possible in the match. That's something that I really liked last night about what Juice Robinson was doing was, oh, the referee's there? Let's involve the referee in the match. Not just not just have him there to count the pin, right? But he's close enough to me. I can pull him in front of me and I can avoid getting hit. I'm going to do that. I can distract him and my my boys at ringside can get involved. I'm going to do that. Um, the other guy didn't pull my hair, but I can scream at the referee that he did and get a reaction out of the crowd. More booing, more heat. I'm going to do that. So I really, really like that, that Robinson involved the referee more than I think we usually see especially in AEW where everyone just does move, 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 spot, 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 spot. What was my finish again? Right. There it is. Right. So I like that he's including every aspect of like what's around the ring in the match. I really, really liked that last night. Um, anyway, yeah, the, the guns probably got involved too much for my taste. I felt like at a certain point, at a certain point, the referee has to be willing to say, okay, you and you get the fuck out, right? Like that that kind of has to be eventually, if you're seeing the guys getting involved, if, you, if, if you've already warned them once, like kick them out. And it just sort of seems like right did now in AEW, I don't, did he? I'm quite sure the yeah, referee did, ejected did, the did, guns. He did. Oh, okay, good. Well, fantastic. But, but, but it was then, lighting the match. It was it was literally right at the end of the match, though, pretty much. Oh, well, fantastic. I guess I missed that. I don't know. I, I was I was watching on my phone, so sometimes it's hard to sort of understand what's <laughs> I don't, going on. And I also, don't blame you, man. My kids were running around. <laughs> um, anyway, the finish was a, was a pretty stiff fucking rear elbow from Andrade there. That looked like... Uh, Fuck, that looked great, man. That looked fantastic. That was, that was like if the Judas effect looked good, um, basically. <laughs> Yeah, that looked, man, that looked stiff as shit. I mean, sometimes it amazes me how good some, like, guys are in terms of working shit, man. Because the way Juice sold that, man, and the way he took it, great yeah. A shit no, right good. there. Really sweet finish. Um, again, Andrade comes out on top in the end. Um, Vet, what did you think of the match? Well, everything you described, that's wrestling. It's just a sad thing that what's supposed to just be, um, you know, a matter of course for professional wrestling matches and shows and everything seems unique. You know, a lot of a lot of stuff that people liked about Collision is stuff that seemed different and refreshing because it's all old ass shit that no one has done because they either didn't know how to do it didn't know it existed or someone was telling them specifically don't do this you know it's stuff like that it's like when i see that kind of stuff and you see how when people are good and they can get things over uh without doing a million things it really makes that story about 
Kevin Nash going down to the performance center and talking to Shawn Michaels and Shawn Michaels telling him they'll walk the fuck out if they do a test of strength in 2023 or whatever. And it's just like, no, they won't. And I don't even know why you of all people would say that because that's not right on any level. And it it just goes to show you that this supposed AEW uh, Mark fans that only like a certain kind of wrestling when they get into this stuff and have fun with it, just like any anybody would who paid a ticket to be entertained. It really just shoots down a lot of theories that people have to try to get themselves over and spread their own narratives online. So um, I did like the match. Of course, I like Andrade. Juice has been good. Uh, it's just that he's got to, he's just got to, um, it's taken him a while to get a stage that a lot of people are seeing him on. When he was in NXT, he was not anywhere near where, you know, he was the focus. And then he was quickly gone. He went to New Japan, but he's always around the middle, you know? So if you were watching New Japan, cool. It wasn't necessarily everybody's favorite though, just kind of mildly over. And then now he comes over here. Um, so we're getting to see it a little bit more. Um, very capable the gun thing with the interference uh, like you said that's exactly how it should go they should be too inter but they see the thing is like they're not blatantly interfering they're just being annoying and distracting annoying, which right. it's okay if people are annoying as long as they don't touch anybody or whatever uh it's not like they get caught cheating a lot so they they did they did everything right it was a it was a great opening contest and i think it was pretty much all downhill from here it, it sure was that's that's exactly right um I, I couldn't agree more with what you said everything that i was talking about to begin with is stuff that you would have seen on every single episode of monday night raw 20 years ago right it's stuff that you would have seen on every single episode of uh you know um WCW Saturday night that you, you, you would have, you would have seen all of those things, right? Every single night, because that's what professional wrestling was. And now it's just look at my cool move. That's it. That's like all professional wrestling has become now. And it's really, it's really sad, like as a fan, but Jimmy, did you have anything you wanted to add about the opener? Yeah. You know what? I was going to ask you, Vet, dude, you know what, what, Juice Robinson reminds me of this version, actually, funny enough, and I'm glad you brought up NXT. He kind of does remind me of CJ Parker in a weird sense, which is very reminiscent Not to be of... confused with uh, Miro's uh, hot and flexible oh. wife. Yes. Oh, I think CJ Chris Perry. accidentally referred to a CJ Parker. Oh, did he? Uh, oh, no <laughs> shit, I didn't even realize if he did. But um, he does remind me of CJ Parker from NXT. And if anyone doesn't know who CJ Parker is... I'm referring to Juice Robinson, but just way, way more sort of uh, louder, if that makes any sense. But mm. um, no, look, I love this. I mean, I, I won't say I love the match. It was a good match, though. No doubt about it. Match of the night by far, because I think this was the only singles match, I think, of the of the night. Jeez, it's like, the only but, one that was worth watching. Let's put it that way. Right. I'm pretty sure yes, that was the only singles match. Was. Everything was tag matches after we'll that. We'll find but... out as we go, I guess. Right, exactly. But um, back to the guns, though. You mentioned about how they're good at distracting. They really are good at doing their job outside the ring. And like Vet said, it's not like they're really cheating. 
It's just one's getting the attention of the ref. And then once they move positions, the other one's doing the same thing. And just, you know, they're just psychologically fucking with the ref and fucking with the match. Unfortunately, though, the ref gets rid of him right at the end of the match because not even a minute later, that's when the match was over. So I don't know what was the point of sending him back to the back. But nevertheless, I enjoyed the match. Juice, Juice Robinson's really growing on me again. I didn't mind him when he was that lower mid-card Juice. Like, you know, the baby face, the white meat baby yeah. face Juice in New Japan. But this version is, is much, much better. And um, yeah, man, I mean, good match. But unfortunately for us, we're going to get trapped in the wreckage right after this. Buried yep. even. I, I will yeah. add one more thing to what you said, Jimmy, because you said, what's the point of sending them to the back? Because that is the distraction for oh, the heel yeah. no, to now right. open him up to take that elbow and everything like that. So it's, again, you can work it both ways. You can have the heels constantly distracting, 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 and then it finally works or it finally backfires. You know, yep. that's why we watch because we don't know which one's going to happen. Imagine that <laughs> a novel concept. Wow. True. That's why he's the vet, a, folks. A novel concept. Novel, by the way, since everybody wanted to use that. Um, I know you know what the, what it means, that because you just used it properly. But people kept using that constantly during the pandemic, and people didn't seem to understand what the word means. It means new. Novel means new. So novelty. Yeah, it's a novelty, <laughs> as in new. So so when somebody says novel, that's what they mean. They don't. They don't. Not the book. You know. They're not talking about books. Anyway, because <laughs> yeah. I've seen a lot of confusion over that, you know, since really? the pandemic happened. Uh, no, yes. for real. Seriously. Because people, because people repeat words they see on, on TV, and they have no idea what the fuck they mean constantly. Like, it's, ooh, new big words. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. I love it. I just, I love it when people use words improperly. It makes me very happy. Anyway, Kenny and Jericho <laughs> are backstage, and... um. They're huge dorks for one another. They, they, they're. Yeah. Uh, it's the first time we've ever tagged together, and and you should be <laughs> impressed. You should be impressed by how we're gonna we're gonna tag together. Cause look at how big a deal we are. We're we're so big a deal. Look at look at how cool we are together, and we're gonna tag, and it's gonna. They fucking went on and on and on and on and on. This backstage fucking shit. <laughs> they didn't shut out. the fuck up for five minutes. And it's like, yeah. you're not even good talkers. Fucking Kenny Omega <laughs> is a gigantic dork. And Chris Jericho hasn't oh, said man. anything interesting since he had the list. Like, seriously, this was fucking stupid. Anyway, when Chris man, Jericho talks, um, he sounds like a parody of professional wrestling. Like yeah. when a sitcom writer would write like a little wrestling scene into it and have him do like a <laughs> promo, you know? Like what? What yeah. a non-fan thinks a wrestling promo would sound like. That's what Chris Jericho sounds like all the time now. Yep, that is. And you know what's he, even sadder? He's basically a parody of himself, which is awful. Yeah, true. That's even more awful. But you know, it's funny. I'm glad you said that, Vet, because I was thinking that when they went to Marvez later on in the show, how this is just a parody. I mean, he's you know being a parody of. Uh, you know, a guy in the back reporting shit, literally. Like, yeah, don't mention Marvez unless you want to see Vet stuff a muffin in his face. Don't do that. Please go take yes. a big bite on that one. Please, as man. as he has been, <laughs> as Marvez has been since day one, an yeah, embarrassment yeah. uh, of a of a TV character. How does he still have a job? Friends with because he's guys. friends with the Bucks. Yeah. Oh well, there you Come go. On. Jesus. 
Yeah. All right. So it's time for Tony Storm in Portrait of a Star. This is great, actually. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> Vet doesn't like this. I think it's funny really? as fuck. I like this. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> take another bite, Vet. Go. <laughs> just remember. Is- just remember. The, it's gonna it's gonna overstay its welcome believe me and it's aew oh, yeah. producing it, it so oh it'll get to a really bad point here before it gets really good it's like qtv there is a possibility for qtv <laughs> to actually be like an, a legitimately entertaining thing if they went on there every week and like did something where they subtly made fun of wrestling twitter every week on qtv that would have been really good that could have been something that like Longtime wrestling fans could really sink their teeth into, and instead, it just became you know, look at the Australian girl, look at her do something goofy, ha ha ha, look at her. Um, which we have here, yeah, we have, yeah, and we are you calling me goofy? Vet? Oh my God. Are you an Australian girl? Well, we just found out something about Jimmy. <laughs> Stop it, Vet. <laughs> Don't throw a shoe at me. <laughs> I've got a baseball right here, pal. Whoa. If, if yeah. you can throw that baseball hard enough that it actually hits Vet from where you are and where he is. Wow. Um, Some throw. Yeah. You're Hercules right on the other reborn, side of the my friend. Hey, hey, well, look at me. Look, Hercules. <laughs> no, but yeah. really, I'll just... Yeah. I'll when I look at you, it's definitely... When I look at you, Jimmy, Hercules is definitely what I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, Hercules ain't got shit on me. All right. All right. Anyway, next up. <laughs> Uh, tag match it's the best friends versus the kingdom and uh my opening note here is it's cute how this company thinks they can make the kingdom into something uh i mean they're better than the best friends but that's a low bar the way he scoffed that damn thing man i also have here's 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 my notes so that you can all see it um the story of this match appeared to be just kidding it's a best friends match Uh, (laughs) they give the people what they want but the kingdom win with a spike pile driver and then goofy cuts a promo about surgery (laughs) and hanging out with roddy strong yeah matt taven you're talking about i don't the guy with the fucking goofy gloves yeah um why do they have luggages yeah mickey mouse gloves sure whatever they both wear (laughs) white gloves at first i'm thinking why have they got their luggages which is so cheesy it why it doesn't make any sense at all the exit to the arena isn't there the exit to the arena (laughs) is in the backstage why would you bring your luggage to the ring but but what gets me right and before vet really chokes on another muffin who would have came up with this shit in the back saying yeah man we'll bring our fucking luggages to the ring because we're gonna go and see uh what's her, what's his name roddy strong in the hospital after the match great idea guys great idea vet um vet what did you think best friends already, versus the kingdom i already gave my review before you even started <laughs> but you have to if, if you want to if you want to actually fully take it in remember you got to be watching on video channel attitude.com live on youtube you know the times you know the places notification bell if you're only listening on audio, you're only getting half the show when it comes to my reviews yeah. of some of these things. Yeah, it was a, it was definitely a muffin moment for for the opinion <laughs> haver. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, I again, they're trying to make these. They like, I really legitimately think on commentary that they honestly thought, oh yeah, we can get these guys over, and no, you can't. Well, well, he's uh... no, and um, that's the other problem is um, everybody on this show seemed like they cut a post match promo, didn't they? Good point. Pretty much everybody, did. yeah. Everybody except Andrade. Except Andrade, yeah, he was the only <laughs> one. No mas. Which he did get a promo, but he didn't cut one in the ring the minute the bell rang. Right, right, exactly. Um, next up, Callis and Nana are backstage to say stuff. I yeah, I don't understand what Nana was saying. Something about uh, the the our the the. the the gates are going to win. And then after that, there's going to be more stuff. What the fuck was he saying? Did I, did I miss a point? He was getting to money, money. Is this That's the one where, <laughs> is this the one with Marvez where he yeah. caught, he, he caught Nana and Callis. <laughs> he caught talking? Nana in spite of the fact that before they, they went to Marvez, they literally said, and now Marvez with Prince Nana. Well, they expected Nana, but they didn't expect Don Callis. Oh, my goodness. What chicanery. So <laughs> he basically was insinuating that Don Callis was paying him off if the Gates of Agony could take out the Winnipegians. Or was he sucking him off? Yes. I mean, Winnipeg's you know, Jimmy. Come on. <laughs> I'm just saying, really? what were they doing? Like in the court, he's like, whoa, whoa, what were you doing there? Yeah. <laughs> That would be great if they were just like fumbling with their zippers as soon as Marvez <laughs> walked up, even though they could see him like two feet away. That would be funny. Oh, man. Go, Chris. All right. Well, next up, Julia Hard cuts a promo that's basically just Faith Seed from Far Cry 5. Um, Tony, play another video game. Well, play speaking Far of Cry Tony... 6. Did you guys notice what I retweeted uh, earlier in the day, or probably yesterday for you guys? Because Tony is so wired on his on his cocaina, right? What? Why'd you hold oh, the baseball? Doing that to that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, because it's a ball, get it? <laughs> but um, no, 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 for real though, he thought the collision was Rampage. Really? I kid you not, I retweeted it. He said Saturday night is alright for a fight. Because we're coming live from Seattle for AEW's Rampage. Had to retweet that. Amazing. I didn't catch it, but... Well... Yeah. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's my point. He needs sleep. Right. Get some well, sleep, Tony. <clears throat> well, so aside from the Far Cry thing, um, I'm going to give some advice to everyone booking professional wrestling, okay? Spooky characters... Um, they need to win big matches sometimes. That's like just a little piece of advice. They don't always have to win because they can get over with character if they can get over with character. And if they can't get over with character, you're wasting a gimmick on someone who can't get over with character. But <laughs> if you've given your your spooky character to an appropriate talent who's able to get over um, <clears throat> with character, they still have to win sometimes. Like they can't just win squash matches and be you know, as valuable as you'd like them to be. They, they need to actually win a feud here and there. So 
this whole thing with Julia Hart is a gigantic waste of time because we all know she's not winning against Chris Stalander, right? Yeah, no, no you're right. We but... don't know that. We don't know that at all. For one, the last person that beat her was Chris Statlander. And that was like a million years ago, according to them. Number yeah. two, didn't you see that moonsault that she hit later? Like, wow. she's improving as a wrestler. Wow. And number three... Not just the moonsault. Th- not just the moonsault. <laughs> Actually, Vet, I got to say, like, for like, with the, like, the way that I... The way that I basically did this is I talked about some of like the intro, right? So spooky characters thing, it needs to be better. It, it stop just copying from Far Cry Three. They did that. They do this later Far Cry too. Three it's now. Another, it, from well, five to Far three. Cry Five. Um, <laughs> they, they did it. They did it again later with the 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 righteous. They're basically they literally like they they legit have the white. The white sh- suit with the fucking big yellow glasses. It's legitimately a visual from Far Cry 5. That's what it's from. That's so where wait, they got is, that from. So wait, is is the Righteous from Far Cry 5 and there's also like a blonde witch character in Far Cry 5 too? Because I haven't played. Yes. Okay. Yes. Just, making sure. Just yeah, Carly, this is the same guy. Oh, they're all together. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they're all together in a cult. <sighs> Because of course they are. Why would is that the one where you can get a bear to be on your team? I think Uh, it is. Okay. Yeah. You know what, guys? But you know what? Far Cry Five. When did that exactly come out? Was it 2019? Around there. I want to say yeah. The righteous have been around. The righteous, I think, have been around longer than that. So technically, you copied. No, they haven't. Are you sure about that? Not these. Not these. No, because uh, because Vinny Marsalia used to be in the kingdom. Oh yeah, that's so why, that's he couldn't have been in this tag team. I don't even know who the fuck this Dutch guy is. Neither I mean, he I. may have been Neither repackaged as somebody else, but like Vinny for sure was with T the Kingdom, uh, like right. the uh, Matt Taven and TKO 100%. Ryan and whatever. <sighs> yeah, but wasn't he pretty much the same though in the Kingdom? Pretty much. Yeah, that's Dutch why is the medium boss man. <laughs> the medium oh, busman, not the big busman. He's pretty man. extra large. Yeah, he's, and he's, he's why? Big. Why? You know what? Never mind. Let's let's stay on track. Let, let's let's go in order. Let's go in order. It's easier to keep track. Okay. Of. But so, anyway, I was I was okay, just saying, so, I made the joke about the moonsault because of what you said about Julia Hart and how that doesn't make you a good wrestler. And then um, the other reason that she's gonna possibly win against Chris Statlander is because Brody King's gonna be out there and he might do something. Please. He's a bitch. Yeah. All right, you guys, you just keep laughing. <laughs> All right. So on commentary, they mentioned that she's on the longest active win streak in AEW. What? We've Ooh. seen two of those matches. Wait, wait. Who's on the longest active win streak? Statlander. Julia Hart. She's Julia twenty-seven Hart. and zero. Yeah. Wait a Since minute. Since her last I... loss. Did... No. Wait a second. Didn't we see her lose recently? Other than tonight. No. Wait, did I do I need to neuralize myself again? Or apparently you already did. Oh, apparently I did. I I kid you not, man. I I could have sworn we seen her lose recently, but I don't know. Maybe we didn't. Okay. Maybe I'm seeing things. Well, I am going to go ahead and say something nice about Julia Hart here. Um, she started off the match with some really stiff-looking strikes. Legitimately, the punches and elbows to start with, they looked like they were connecting. Those were really really stiff strikes. Can we be legit? Let's be real. She actually looked a lot better in this match than she has in previous matches. I'll give her this that. This was 
her best match by a mile, and it's, it's probably true. better than every Chris Statlander match I've ever seen. So, you know, he does have a point. This, I mean, not really, yeah. She's not a good wrestler. She needs more time. But I think that, you know, like last week I saw, oh, look at the moonsault, you know, and it was like, yeah, but she still can't fucking do anything. And then she came out here this week and her punches and kicks looked good, too. So I'm going to give people credit when they do something well. And I thought that this was it wasn't a good match. But she was doing the moves better than she usually does. We'll give it. We'll 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 put it that way. So, props to Julia Hart for coming out here and actually making it look like she was hitting her opponent and trying to hurt her. That's the point of wrestling. Um, so at least she seems to have gotten that. Um, anyway, she wins in the end, and um, then Chris Statlander uh, comes to the ring and cuts a terrible promo. She says that you know. You, now you have to get in the ring with the defeater of the undefeated. And uh, does that sound eerily like the eater of worlds? That defeater of the undefeated isn't going to be a good T-shirt, uh, Chris. What does that even That's mean? Not, it's not going to work out. It means if you're undefeated, she's going to defeat you. That yeah. makes you undefeated. I mean, defeated. Oh, I fucking don't have a clue. These tongue twister. stuff. Neuralize yourself again. Neuralize. <laughs> um, vet. Yes. Let me know what you think. Did you did you notice that uh, Julia Hart's strikes and everything seem to be a little bit better tonight than usual? It's a little harder to tell when you're on two times speed. But let me just say, <laughs> I want to give you credit. I want to give all of us credit because clearly Julia Hart is a listener to the wreckage, and she's a, she wanted to impress us all, and she wanted to show <laughs> that she's more than just a moon salt, but she's still a moon salt, and. Uh, <laughs> And that's uh, and that's what she did, I guess. And she you didn't looked like she it, knocked but... the wind out of herself with the moon salt too. Yeah, she probably she did. did. But that's just, <laughs> dude, it's a moon salt. How could you not? I mean, come on. Yeah. Um. So, uh, and you didn't mention, but her opponent was Vert Vixen, which is somebody that you, you know, may not have seen before. But you know, you probably could have also slapped the or or threw her into the chris statlander spot if chris statlander wasn't available she's a relatively close approximation of a chris statlander probably a little bit better at everything than her but uh that's probably why they picked her here because it's like okay uh here's a better chris statlander for julia to practice on before the big match and um so that's what we get um now why why did chris statlander come out dressed like she was just working on sue's van I don't know. It wasn't a <laughs> particularly a sexy or interesting look, That's but uh, you know, as you said, promo not cool. More best friends TV time not cool. Not I'm cool. not going to waste yeah. a muffin on it. I've already spent my best friend's muffin, so I'll save it for another one. But um, but yeah, I I guess Julia Hart is fine. I I don't care. I really don't care. I'm not interested in gimmicks like this. I'm not interested in Julia Hart. I don't I can't I can't say that she'll ever be anything, but good for her at doing her job. Yes. I found it interesting that like literally the complaint that I had last week was <clears throat> because people were saying, Oh, did you see that that uh that, that moonsault? She's getting better. I was like, uh my literal tweet back was, um, no. Can she kick and punch? Because until she can do that, she's she can't call herself a good worker. 
If you can't, yeah. like, listen, you take, should be take able the to credit. go out. Take the credit. This was you. You should you be did able this. to go out. I did it. I did this. I yeah. did it. Look um, what you did. That was very uh, of all increase. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> I am not a nugget. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, what I said was like, you got to go out there and make like the first things you need to learn how to do as a professional wrestler is like throw a punch and a kick that look half decent, right? Like, because you might be told by the booker, all right, you've got 90 seconds, go out and have a back and forth match real quick and go over with your finish. That's basically just go out there and have a fucking strike exchange, do like a double down, get up, do your finish, right? Like it's not a lot of time, but you need to be able to make it look like something with the amount of time that you have. So if you can't throw punches and kicks, believably, don't be trying to do moonsaults to the fucking floor. Like just learn how to do the punches and kicks first. So moonsaults to the floor. She did a good job. And that might, that might also be down to her opponent too. That might be that. The girl she was in there with was was really like getting close enough to sell. I don't know, but this match was <laughs> the best enough. match. This this was the best match Julia Hart has had. Like by I, I agree. I actually was thinking that myself too, man. So we gotta give, you know, praise where praise is due there. So well done, Julia. You're getting somewhere, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Next up, we get a video for uh, a preview video for a match that I really wish I knew about. Um, before now, Me too. I, I, I couldn't believe I'm this. Actually, when did this get announced? I, I don't know. Josh Barnett versus Claudio at zero hour. Apparently, um, what? that's what a match fuck? I'm interested in, guys. That's a that's a match I think will free, be pretty Chris. good. Yeah, like oh. okay. I mean, I just came out of go. nowhere. Can someone tell me, like, Vet? Do you have an idea? No. Nobody had any idea. This was just they just this is where we're learning about it. Wow. I mean that's that's weird, man. Crazy. It's not weird actually. This is AW. I guess it was somewhere in the wreckage and we just couldn't find it. Must have Probably. been somewhere in one of those wreckages. <laughs> it must have been. Any yeah, now it, while it is while it is intriguing, you know, in total fairness, I will say like match. while I have a a tremendous amount of respect for Josh Barnett and everything he's done and continues to do. I, if he, he, if there's a wrestler that's worse than Chris Statlander, he might actually be it, but we'll see. It's an intriguing matchup. And that's why we, that's why we watch. We want to see who's going to come out on top. That was do you know, horrible. do you know what really intrigues me about uh... Josh Barnett and why, like why this matchup is, is exciting and interesting to me. It's actually not because I'm such a fan of Josh Barnett. It's more because I'm a fan of Blake Troop. And I feel like Josh's style is very much the prototype of what Blake is trying to do. Um, I think Blake actually has more potential um, as a wrestler. I think he's... Because Blake's got way more personality, that's why. (laughs) He has way more personality. He's way more of a character, right? Um, But I like the style of wrestling that is, you know, it's sort of the... uh, Tom Lawler did a very similar style, right? Um, sort of shoot background. Um, they look like they're mixing MMA with 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 wrestling, and I think there's potential there for somebody to be a breakout star with that style. I don't think it's Josh Barnett because he's like 80 years old at this point, and it's not gonna it's not gonna be there for him, right? 
but I like the style and I want to see that I want to see that style more in wrestling so that somebody can eventually really break through with that style. And I know it's been done before, but it hasn't been done recently other than I guess Brock Lesnar, but I don't really while Brock Lesnar is a crossover star between the two things, I don't think Brock wrestles that style. I really like the style of mixing in MMA with with WWE type stuff. So, I mean, Ken Shamrock Personal. was one of those guys, I guess. Yeah, Ken was a, a decent example, but he was more in the, he was more in the vein of Brock Lesnar. He was yeah. he was a mixed martial artist who learned how to wrestle. He didn't oh, really bring an the other MMA way style. He was technically a pro wrestler first, believe it or not, before he got into MMA, and then yeah, I, I knew that, I knew that, I knew that. But but what I mean is like when he came in, other than the ankle lock, it wasn't really there wasn't a lot of MMA base there with Ken Shamrock. He never did I'm a, I'm or a anything big fan like that, of, right? I'm a big fan of Ken Shamrock. Like I like Ken Shamrock. I think is one of those wasted opportunities in WWE oh, history. To sure. be honest with you. I think they could have made millions of millions and millions of dollars on that guy, but whatever. Um, I mean, all he did was scream. He did do that a lot too. Um, (laughs) Jericho and Omega versus the gates of agonizing embassies of moguls. Is that right? (laughs) I think at this point, I guess. (laughs) All right. Well, Chris Jericho, apparently in all his years in professional wrestling, Hasn't learned that you don't exchange strikes with Polynesian wrestlers. <laughs> I mean, does, does, I mean, hasn't anyone learned that you don't throw a punch to a Polynesian's head? I that's, that's I, a very I'm, I'm very saying. basic thing that I learned many many years ago just watching wrestling. Polynesians <laughs> have very thick heads. Hence, they'll beat they you up if them... you try to strike them. Man, hey, I, I've received a punch from one of those guys. It's not it's not pleasant. <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying. I'm not I'm not joking. That's true. Bad men, man. They, those motherfuckers don't even bother throwing punches to them. Anyway, the Gates have some cool tandem offense in this match. Um I'd really like to see uh a little bit of character work with these guys. I want to know who they are. I want like they look good. They're, they're they agonizing look Chris. big and strong. Yeah, they're agonizing. It's agonizing to watch how this fucking company books people. Um, I mean, one I want to know who they are. The I, I want to understand something about these guys because I think that they have something that not a lot of teams in this company have. They've got size and strength, clearly. They have pretty interesting tandem offense whenever they get an opportunity to show it off. Um, they look like guys who would beat the living fuck out of you unlike most of the tag teams in this company. So, you know, variety is the spice of life, but show me something about these guys. Let me know who they are. Why should I hate them or why should I love them? Right? Like, well, give me a reason. They were telling us that, uh, what's the the African guy's name? The one from Ghana, I think? Cameroon Bishop and his... Oh, Bishop yeah, Khan, Bishop that's Khan. it. He's, He's from dead. Cameroon and his, oh, Cameroon, his father is a, his father is a, a tribal chief. There you go. There's the story, Chris. You just answered your own question. <laughs> Show me. Show me. <laughs> no, they told you. That's good enough. They told you. That's it. Just be happy with that. <laughs> You're very demanding, Chris. Show I have to say. Like, he's also, yeah, he's, cl- he's clearly Show in the Catholic Church. Tell. You know, he's a bishop. <laughs> uh, just like 
that's all you need. That's all that's the story you need. He's um, a bishop. That's it. He's... Yeah. And the other guy's got a hard head. Boy, I mean, come on. Don't overcomplicate this. Uh, that was good. Right. Besides, we so, know they're only uh, there to lose to people from Manitoba. Other than that, they're going to be on Ring <laughs> of Honor. And they'll run yeah, over a that's... bunch of guys that you know even less about. That's right. Our uh, uh, Winnipeg suppression. Um, uh, Jericho gets a hot tag and forgets that he's small and old. Uh, he's knocking people over with shoulder blocks. Why? Why? Because it's Jericho. Uh, Jericho does his greatest hits, which, I mean, his greatest hits actually make sense for his size and stature, right? He's doing, you know, uh, the lion salt and et cetera, all that kind of stuff. That makes sense. But you're shoulder blocking dudes who are like 80 pounds heavier than you. It's a rib crease. It's got to be. Surely. Bad. Bad. I know I'm nitpicking, but fuck it. No, you're not. When people you're say they're nitpicking. the best pressure. You're not nitpicking. When people say they're, like, they're, 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 they're the greatest of all time, do wrestling right. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Do it right, or you're not the greatest of all time. Um, anyway, Jericho wins with the walls. Uh, I get that they needed the win heading into the pay-per-view. I, I do. Like, I understand the booking decision that they need a win going into the pay-per-view. But I really feel like the Gates, they have something. They have potential for value. I don't know if they have value, but they certainly have potential for it. Um they get they fucking talk for another five minutes after this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna ask about I zoned the out. match first. Vet, what did you think of the match? Oh, muffin time. Yeah, there. I mean, look, if we just completely divorce ourselves of all context, the match was all right. But when you look yeah. at these two guys and it's like, well, who would win? Come on, you know, like then, then yeah, it. it's not that good. So. You know, we'll just call it a we'll just call it a wash. We'll just call it a wash, and just move on. the The muffin aspect comes though, really, where you already had a promo in the back, and then you got back on the mic and just meandered through a bunch of bullshit for several agony. Do want to talk about the gates of agony? <laughs> they were opened on this duo promo between Omega and Jericho. This is one of the worst things that Chris Jericho's ever done. And that's like at the top of a very long list of things. And I'm not talking about a thousand and four holds. I'm talking about <laughs> just the stuff he's done since he's been in this company. This is among the worst, the way he's walking back and forth, pacing, just being as cliche as humanly possible. Um, I know he's more clever than this. I know he knows what's better than this. This, this, this is terrible. This is absolutely awful. Omega's no better. But at least Omega. Omega significantly. I I I can't take anything he says seriously. He he comes off as he comes off as a fucking Dungeons and Dragons kid. And I listen. I, if you played Dungeons and Dragons, I'm not making yeah. fun of you. I'm just saying, like, Are you, you know the you Stranger Thing. No, but you you understand <laughs> what I mean, right? Like, you know the kids in your in your school know, who played you. Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. right? They played Dungeons and Dragons and they always smelled like B.O. and Cheetos, right? Like that's <laughs> that's the that's a stereotypical like idea of them. That's Ew. what Kenny comes off as. And it's like, bro, you have to be kind of cool if you're going to be a babyface. B.O. Well, and think, Cheetos though. I think see, here's the thing. I know Kenny's not cool in the sense of, you know, leather jacket and sunglasses cool. 
He's on, um, he's not he may not be day. as bad as the Dungeons and Dragons nerds. He's probably somewhere in the middle. He's the guy that he's played the NES games about Dungeons and Dragons, but not the actual <laughs> tabletop games. But but he seems like he seems like a cool guy. He just like in terms of like you could get along with him, but not sure, he yeah. hasn't found out a way to translate that into badassness. You know, like so that's just something he struggles with and he's got his fans and he's got his certain audience there. But he's always been that way. He's always going to be that way. At different periods throughout history, we looked at Chris Jericho with some reverence. And now every day that goes on, he's tarnishing whatever that was in retrospect. Like, I actually think that Chris Jericho's entire career, any point that I would look back at it, I now retroactively dislike it a little bit more because of what he's doing today. I'm I like, yeah, the you. list wasn't that good. Yeah, the you know the, the 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 best Chris Jericho ever was was in 2008 when he put on a suit and started talking slowly. It's the best he's ever been. He peaked there. It's when he finally figured it out after all these years when he evolved from the guy that's just like everybody else that we talk about now that's only doing moves and doesn't get it and thinks that the the guy that was saying like how come scott hall doesn't want to do anything on house shows to now being <laughs> scott hall and understanding why you don't do anything as he does three shoulder tackles to guys that would fucking kill him right, right like no, the, right. you in the middle of those he was good for a period there yeah. right yeah. and they put the belt on him and made him the top guy there and it made sense and that was the best but even that i like it a little bit less now because of all this <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> and he punched your Michael's wife during those times. That was awesome, man. That was, <laughs> that was great. That whole thing was good. That was. How do you get heat? Punch a girl. Exactly. That. <laughs> <I mean. laughs> yeah. But you're right. Vic. All right. The sad part was that he does actually know better. For whatever reason, he just decides to go through the motions and doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. Shoulder blocks to 300 pounders, for Chris Jericho. Um, Ken. Omega takes the microphone and he's he 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 admits to having been brainwashed. Uh, I was brainwashed uh, by Don Callis. Here's the problem, Kenny. Uh, now that you're a babyface, when you admit to having being been so mentally weak that you can easily be brainwashed by someone, why would anyone trust you to not just get brainwashed the next time you have a conversation with the next guy? Whoa, just just a little. That next guy's not his uncle and didn't grow up with him. That's why. And did he get molested? Maybe. Winnipeg's biggest wrestlers ever cut a way too long promo here. That's that's my that's my note. See, it's right there. I'm a fucking you know me guys, right? I love Kenny, the old Kenny per se. And look, it's not his promo. Hey, you love Kenny? (laughs) (laughs) Did you molest him too? Well, he in the corner and Alex Marvez <laughs> caught you. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Right. No, but um, no, but for real. Right. It's always been his aura and his in-ring action that, that got me liking him. Definitely not his promos. But in saying that, why is it like, why do I feel like a lot of these guys in AW have, are going backwards as professionals, man? Like they're just going backwards. Like they're they're, they're not recapturing they're anything. But again, like Vet said, shouldn't these guys know better? Shouldn't these guys realize what they're doing wrong? I mean, the here I'll tell. I know exactly why. 
I know exactly why. Okay, I'm ahead. sorry, Chris. I know exactly why. Okay, and this isn't even a joke. There's no clear direction. Yeah. Okay. This AEW is a guy, right? It's so Tony Khan got to do something he always wanted to do, and he's throwing everything that he can at the wall, seeing what sticks. It's too much for him to totally control, and he doesn't have a clear direction. He's kind of making it up as he goes, right? So use vet. I know, I know, but you can't. It's never well. If you didn't have a clear direction to start, you're certainly not going to have one after four more years. It, it only gets bigger and crazier. You've had to deal with so much more. You have to continue to deal. With, you're thinking about ways to expand your company in a logistic sense. You're not even have time to really think about creative or what you want. Also, because you're a mark, you know that all these wrestlers know better than you. So he probably doesn't even feel that he has the agency to tell Chris Jericho, look, Chris Jericho, this is what I want. I want you to do this. This is where we're going. This is what we need, blah, blah, blah. He's probably like, well, Chris Jericho knows more than I do. So I'll, I'll let him do what he wants. He's Chris Jericho. I will let him do that. And fair, fair point, you know, you would think that you could do that. And maybe Tony doesn't have anything better than what Chris Jericho is giving us anyway. So... It, 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 this may be the best option for Chris Jericho, but without that clear direction, without somebody to steer, you know, or put the pieces where they're supposed to go, um, you're always going to get the the worst of the excesses, right? You're gonna right. you're gonna get people that just do whatever comes to them, and it doesn't matter if they if it sucks or whatever, if it dies in the ring like this did or whatever, because they'll just be like, all right, well you know, can't grieve forever, move on to the next thing and they'll try again next time. But I think that's really what's ultimately happening here. Tony can't tell people that know more than him how to do things, especially when he doesn't even have a clear vision himself. You know what, Vic, you hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what it is. He probably feels that he can't tell, you know, wrestlers, especially him, he was never part of the business until now, how to do things or tell him what he really wants because he would feel like i was never a worker and you know the stigma right if you've never been in the ring you don't know shit so yeah, yeah no no doubt you you do you I, think, I think so right. chris do you think that's it or some of that no i think that's a big part of it uh, i think that the other part of it is actually something funnily enough i mean kenny mentioned brainwashing and i think mm. that there's a there's a level of conditioning that's happening in aew with some of the older Definitely. vets right yeah if you if you're constantly getting told by higher ups no, you don't know what you're talking about. Shut up. We should be able to do 16 dives in a match sure. and we should yeah. be able to exchange Canadian destroyers and you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Eventually, as an older vet, you're going to go, okay, I'm going to stop fucking repeating myself. I'm not going to just keep fucking saying this over and over again. Yeah, guys, go out there and do what you do. Go out there and have 16 fucking Canadian destroyers. Good for you. Um, and if you hear that enough, if you're a Chris Jericho, right, and you hear, oh, that's brilliant, Chris, every time you say something, well, Chris Jericho, I think, is actually an intelligent person. <clears throat> but I think most people, if you're told, oh, that's brilliant, that's brilliant to every idea that you have, you're going to start to think that you're fucking brilliant. And you're going to start to think that every idea you have is fucking brilliant, right? That's a problem with conditioning. I think that that is something that's happening in this company is that some of the people are being told, oh, that's brilliant every time they do, every time they want to do anything. And it's like, that's exactly what happened with WCW 
in the in the you know in the late '90s and early 2000s. That's exactly why I'm going to be careful with how I say this. That's exactly what happened with the Vince Russo style of booking in WCW. Right? There wasn't anybody there who would say, Vince, I think that's too far. Can we rein it back a little bit? Right? Now, Vince Russo. Again, I've I, I have said this a million times. Vince Russo is one of the most unfairly maligned characters in professional wrestling history. He was absolutely brilliant during the Attitude Era, and he probably continued to have brilliant ideas for professional wrestling in WCW. But he, like most creatives, needed other people to try to go. Okay, well, we can do that, but why don't we? Why don't we try to do it like this, or why don't we do? things that are a little bit different than what exactly you're talking about, right? To try to mold the vision into something cohesive, right? And the problem with AEW is exactly that same problem. There's nobody there who's got any authority from the back who's going, uh, guys, can we pull back on this a little bit? So all of the bad ideas wind up out on TV, Right. There might be some really great ideas that wind up on TV, too. And again, I think pushing Booker T to the world championship was a brilliant idea from Vince Russo. I think that there are a number of other things that, that, that Vince Russo did in WCW that were absolutely top notch ideas. But I also think that all of the bad ideas wound up on TV, too, because there was nobody there to say, I think maybe we need to pull back on this. That's a big problem in AEW in general. Like, there's nobody there who Tony Khan respects who says, guys, we need to pull back on this. Perhaps, perhaps nobody even knows what should be pulled back on. I mean, I mean that's, there's that too. There's that too. But all there's... this, all this talk over their shitty promo. I mean, God, they don't deserve this much. We should, can we talk about Julia Hart some more? God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of Julia Hart, uh, there's another Far Cry Five commercial. Stop it, Ubisoft. I I already beat that game. I played it. Yeah. I beat the next one even. I beat I beat Far Cry Six already. We don't it's time for Far Cry need, Seven. Yeah, we don't need to keep talking about <laughs> Far Cry Five, but we just keep seeing videos of Far Cry Five. So it's cool, and I'll see more of Far Cry Five later tonight. So I'm very glad. Less Canadian destroyers for starters, according to Dark Sarcasta. No, you're just gonna get more, one, pal. Just I'll as take, one idea. I'll take a Canadian destroyer as long as it's the finish. Yeah, if it's the finish of a match, it's a fucking impressive finish. That's okay. If That's what they call it. If it's a transition and you're gonna win with a roll up, no. Roll up. It's the new fad in professional wrestling. <laughs> the, the Canadian destroyer softened him up for the roll-up win. Fucking hell! Isn't that fucking ridiculous, man? They would have kicked really out of the roll-up if they didn't have a broken neck from before. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. I mean, uh, yeah, Jesus. professional wrestling and and just the the thought process going into it has gone so backwards. It is a joke at this point. And you know what? I love video games as as do all of us, right? But I hate to say it, it's really the video game generation that's caused this, man. Actually, it, Some of it, it is. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. you can't deny well, you it. Can, you can say that, but the th it's not... It's not. It's empty-headed motherfuckers who have caused this, okay? It is empty-headed. 
because there are some video games that transcend video games. Okay, I, I I will say that, and I know people. I know that there are people like out there, you know, in the fiction community who hate when people say that. But oh, like there have been some, there have been some video games that were as well told as any novel out there, right? Like there 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 have been some really really there there have been some video games that are real artwork okay and really Absolutely. tell a story the proper way hey it's not the video game's fault apparently far exactly. cry 5 spoke to a whole generation yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah well far cry 5 wouldn't exactly fit on my list of greatest stories ever told i love the game it's fun to play no, that's not what i'm talking it has about, a bear right? in it yeah. yeah, it has a bear. Yeah, it, it has a fun bear you can recruit, and a cougar, like the oh. the animal kind, not a not a oh. <laughs> not a Dixie yeah. Carter, no, not a Dixie Carter. Yeah, although oh, she Jesus. probably would have fit in that game. Anyway, yeah, I'm gonna move on. Um, we'll see Dixie but anyway, Carter. yeah, it's not it's not <laughs> video games. That. It's not video games. It's just it, it's it's the people playing empty headed motherfuckers who have played video games. I guess, <laughs> right. but like. There was empty-headed motherfuckers. I mean, at one point, somebody wanted to turn Ric Flair into a fucking Spartacus. So, I mean, it, not all bad ideas come from come from video. Can you games, imagine that? It's <laughs> all Jim Hurd's fault. Yeah, Jim Hurd's it is. Fault. Fuck Jim, Jim Hurd. We're back to that. Fuck Jim Hurd. No, um, but for real though, it's the people that have played him. Like they would have seen all these ridiculous moves, and they would have been like, "Well, I can do that shit." Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, it's part of are. it. It's part of it. But you're supposed, you know, it's everyone else's responsibility to cull those from the rest of the fresh produce, right? Like, That's true, right? It, it's it, it, right. it's like when people complain about all the kids and stuff. It's like all these stupid kids these days. It's like, well, you guys raised them, so yep. I mean, Christ, come on. Man. We need some fucking normality back in fucking wrestling for once. For crying out loud. You know what I mean? We need to go back to go forward. Unfortunately, we're I, just I, moving forward and there's no substance. I'd be fully happy with just some adults back in pro wrestling. Well, yeah, exactly. Anyway. It's true. <clears throat> Keep yeah, your anyway. eyes on Survivor Series. Yeah. <laughs> it's in Chicago. It's in All right, Chicago. Go ahead, go ahead Chris. All right. Let's, uh, let's Darby go. has waited his whole life to be in a main event. And I, so oh, I guess wham, that means wham, that's main wham. eventing the pay-per-view because there's no world title match. So... I mean, nope. a two out of three falls for the TNT title would be a good main event. I mean, they make it seem as though they position it as though in the promotional materials that Danielson and Zack Sabre is the main event, but they could put whatever order they want, I guess. Mm. And I have seen, like, uh, I think Danielson recently gave an interview where he said he doesn't want to be the main event. He doesn't want to be in the main okay. event. So he's too selfless in AEW, it seems now. He really is. Somebody needs to get a hold of him and be like, Dude, Slap him. you're, you're Slap actually him. not Slap even doing anybody up. else any favors. Like, yeah. Get over first, and then you can get other people over, right? Like, and it's a, it's prove in that you can win Seattle, right? So even yeah. though that's Brian's hometown, but is that not where Darby, Brian is Darby from there? Yes, he is, and as well as Swerve, he's also from there, and Danielson's from there. So one of those three hometown <laughs> heroes are going to get the win, and I assume the other two will lose, right? Who knows? We'll That's see. my guess. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah, this is the same promo from Rampage. Uh, they they already ran this video. Um, it is Rampage, according to Tony Khan. Oh, Jeez. that's why he yes. thought it was the same thing. Yeah, okay, hell of a drug. <laughs> um, 
you know, the best part of this was Christian asking Darby, where's your uncle at? Oh, oh that's that right. Was brilliant. He's dead. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, can't, I, can't I can't wait for Christian, Christian to go back to WWE. And I, I can't wait for him to go back to WWE and then he can feud with Cody. That'll be great. Oh. Would WWE allow him to go that far, you think? No. No. That's yeah, one thing I will right. say for AEW is that, like, if there's somebody there who actually understands pro wrestling and can get it past the idiots from California, they can they can actually take things to a really interesting spot. And I think that Christian's proving that. I'm telling you, he's the MVP for me of AEW for 2023, man. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a spoiler um, for our interview show. So next up, uh, the Righteous uh, come out for a jobber match. Uh, my notes say Dutch is a very large man. That's all I got. Quick squash. Well, that means Chris. Too long. Yep. Squash. He's going to get squashed once they go higher up the card. If they actually do get higher. Because I feel like they're just showing these guys. They're showing vignettes. Even though they're saying really nothing. They're just dancing around like fairies. Yeah. Like, Basically, he reminds... I'm pretty sure that every person who's bigger than like six foot tall and like weighs more than 200 pounds just reminds Tony Khan of some big fat kid who used to pick on him in school or something. Because those guys have no chance of being successful in this company. Maybe, if you're if you're a big Vincent dude, does. <laughs> I yeah I don't know yeah maybe Vincent maybe Vincent could get over for sure we could we could try to get Vincent over as a world champion well, he's for sure enough. we could do that. Fart noise. Um, <laughs> what? Am I lying? Tell me when I'm telling lies. I'm just saying. Yeah, you're you're telling lies. Um, Vincent cuts <laughs> a promo. Uh, it's just cult, 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 spooky stuff. Um, yeah, it's not even a cult of personality, Chris. He tripped over the phrase "paper people" about three times. I. What does that mean, buddy? If you can't this say fake? it, don't say it. <laughs> Paper people, paper paper people. Are you saying he's got a speech impediment, Chris? Unless your gimmick is that you have a speech impediment, rehearse that shit, brother. I wouldn't put it past Tony to fucking start a character like that, man. And apparently, they like to break legs. They put a, they put a. They put a piece of two by four or a four by four in between the dude's legs, and then they they hit it with a chair. <laughs> it's just like that like scene from that legs. movie. Yeah, from it's that just like rumble. that scene from that movie. <laughs> also, um, <laughs> ready to rumble. Uh, also, <laughs> they're trying. They're kind of subtly trying to take credit for Adam Cole having a broken ankle. Which is funny because uh, well, Adam Cole ghosts? broke his own damn ankle. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I well, think they, ghosts. They said he... Okay, look. First of all, fuck this gimmick. You know, nothing against the guys personally. I'm just tired of this gimmick. Okay? You're not Whatever enough. video game it's okay. from. <laughs> uh, but if there's any bit of intrigue for anybody, it's something that Vinny said in his promo about... You know, suggesting he's, I forget exactly his phrasing, but the suggestion was that Adam Cole can't be trusted. That liar, so, Adam Cole. 
that liar Adam Cole, right? Which, you know, people have already started the speculation that this ankle thing is a work and that he's going to be somehow turning on, you know, MJF or what, you know, whatever. Um, so even by just planting that seed that, you know, comes from everybody else speculating on whether this ankle injury is at work or not, I think was, you know, it was smart to do whosever idea it was. I don't personally, look, I think Adam Cole broke his ankle. Now, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to turn an angle out of that and say that, so you know, cool. say that this was planned all along or whatever, but I saw him hop off that, you know, you, <laughs> you couldn't have had a lamer way to start an injury, a fake injury angle than hopping off the ramp and pulling up lame. Like that is, I'm pretty sure he fucked himself up there. So yeah, I would, I would definitely say that, but you know, capitalizing on it, turning it into part of your angle okay you know well done also i'll say well imagine that it was an actual angle right where he didn't break his ankle right that kind of rhymes i mean booker of the year shit right there man yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. so so adam you like go to the ring and you and you and, and you trip and then and, and you break an ankle and then we go straight into a program fucking that's smart shit that's good business right there your Tony Khan is too nasally. Um, it needs to come straight from the throat. He doesn't speak at all out of his nose whatsoever. He just goes straight from the throat to the bullshit coming out of his mouth. There's no, there's no connection with his nose at all when he's speaking. Uh, okay, I don't know what to say to that, Chris. You got me. I mean, sorry, Tony. Tony, I mean. I, I got you. I got you. Um, anyway, yeah. Hey, you know what, guys? It's October, so happy Halloween. In, oh, yeah. You know, well, with the righteous and everything. Happy Halloween. It's so spooky. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> anyway, Aussie opener backstage, um, Dude, but they've I added mean... a third guy, and uh, they have T-shirts that no. say TMDK. That's the original. That, yeah, the Mighty Don't Kneel, Chris. Okay, which is originally, and I can speak for this because, you know, they're Wait, from they're Aussie Open, woods. aren't they? No, they're not open, oh. but they're Aussies though. But they're just not open, and apparently they don't kneel. Oh, so. they're the other Australian tag team. Okay. Yeah, the the Perth crew. As a matter of fact, I know it doesn't mean nothing to anyone listening, and probably including you guys. But TMDK is probably, you know, the biggest faction in Australian indie wrestling history. I mean, for anyone that doesn't know, Bronson Reed used to be part of TMDK originally too. Um, you know, and they were causing a lot of havoc in the Australian independent scene as well as independents all around the world. And um, look, man, say what you want about Shane Haste and uh, what's the other one's name again? I forgot already. For crying Mad out loud. Mikey Nichols. That's it. <laughs> Everyone forgets. <laughs> and Bad Nichols Dude Tito. Don't forget Bad Dude Tito. He, he's a newer he, addition to the group. Right, he's he, from America. He's, he's American, American yeah. yes. And we've got an English man part of yeah. TMDK. But yeah. that's what it's And you've got a Japanese man, too. And they a Japanese adopted, man. Yeah, they adopted Ryohei Oiwa, too. So, Even though the they crew itself... What? Was it him or is it Fujita? It's one of them, too. I think it's Fujita, actually, dude. Okay, yeah. Kos- Kosugi Fujita, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, TMDK... Well, TMDK was meant to be a stable of just Australians. Like, Bullet Club was meant to be a stable of just 
Gaijin wrestlers, but who am I to judge? I want to ask you something, Jimmy. What's that? Who was the was the original Mighty? Was that who was it? Was it just Mike and Shane, or did they have other guys before those guys? No, it was it was them. They didn't have it was guys them. And then who came here. next? Was was uh, I'm pretty sure Bronson Reed was next. Bronson Reed was next. Okay. Right. Or Jonah Rock for anyone. Jonah Rock. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then and then it just became what it is now, pretty much. There was more rest. Oh, what's his name from Chase University? Hudson. He was oh, part really? of it as well. Yeah, believe it or Interesting. not. Interesting. I didn't know yeah. that. Well, now now you do. Yeah, there was a few Australian wrestlers, put it that way, but they're the ones that you know people know. Well, they're apparently going to uh, challenge the acclaimed uh, for the trios titles. And, uh, and they're going to lose. One of them does a sick freestyle here. It was great. Um, <laughs> it, this was this was the way you do heel does rap because it was really bad. It's aggressively bad and stupid. Yes, that was Shane Haste. You may remember him from the WWE as Slapjack. Yeah. Damn. Or you may not. Oh, no. Because he often <laughs> had a mask. You know what, man? The, 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 really, they're boring as fuck, these guys, right? They got oh. real no personalities. Oh, right? he turned on them. He turned on them, Chris. No, I've, he, I was he first never a told fan us a, a whole history lesson, then he turned on them, like, just like no, no, that. No, really, I was It's like an AEW angle. Like, we just got to know him, and he turned on them. All right, let me be honest here for a minute, right? Australian wrestlers are so fucking generic, generally, right? Let's be real. I mean, they well, look like, so generic. It's a generic. bunch of white guys, right? So, what, well, I mean, yeah, what right? Except for like Bronson Reed, he's a big Samoan dude, right? At least he's got something. But generally, like the white Australian fella, like the real white Australian guys, they're so fucking boring. Bogans. They've got no personality. Yeah, they're Bogans. That's all they are. And they're overly Australian. Like, yeah, hey, g'day, mate. What's going on? Crikey. Like, come on. Okay. All right, now that we're caught up. Yeah. All right. Is Chris uh, frozen? Oh, hello? There you go. Hello? Can everybody hear me? Yes. <laughs> All right, good. Um, so uh, back in front of the camera here, uh, TMDK's music and video brings Zack Sabre to the ring, and I'm confused oh, yeah. now. Is Robbie Zack Sabre in TMDK? By the way. Yes, he is. And Robbie Eagles, thank you, Dark Side Cast. I forgot about Robbie. He's another yeah, original too. member of TMDK. And yes, you're right, Chris, by the way. All right. Cool. So he's uh, he's he's on commentary along with Jr. So it's four people on the booth uh, for an eight-man tag match main event. Aussie Open, Ricky Starks, Big booth. Bill versus FTR, Jimmy T, and Brian Danielson. Um, God damn it! Jr. really wants to get you over here, uh, Jimmy. He 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 says that you're a star. You're a star now since you joined <laughs> up with uh, with the Blackpool Combat Club. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, big star. There's big just star right there's in. too much, and uh, frankly, there was too much going on in this match for me to pay attention. Uh, Dax tries to do the Rick the Rick Flair sell into the corner, but just flops around instead. He couldn't quite get himself <laughs> up and over the corner. That was funny. <laughs> Nigel and Zach have fun with the uh, brittle Brian stuff and generally enjoy being the asshole Englishman. That was fun. Um, I gotta say, Jimmy, you sold the hell out of a big boot from Big Bill at one point there. Good job, as I should. Nice work. Are you sore this morning? I didn't feel a thing. He's such a great worker, that big Bill guy. 
<laughs> awesome. It was like it was like a the plushest kick I ever felt in my life, Chris. Fantastic. Well, Brian yeah. Danielson apparently came out to do jumping jacks on the apron. Uh, oh, because he, he did absolutely nothing bro. until he was tagged in right at the end. And I mean nothing. I don't mean like he came in and did a kick and then tagged back out. I mean he literally did jumping jacks until the last tag. <laughs> what, what can we say? I mean, it's cool. <laughs> Jeez, the man has a broken arm, Chris. He yeah. does. Why, why are they uh, making right. him do this? <laughs> yeah. Yep. We do the spot where the faces all hit big moves, and Jim Ross asks, uh, who the hell's legal? It's a really good question. <laughs> Hang on a second. I have stuff I have to deal with. <laughs> well, so, that's what you were hearing in the match, by the way. <laughs> Continue. Right. Back. Yeah. Maybe they're rewatching it. Yeah, that's, that's what they're doing. <laughs> they're crying. So, yeah, no, I mean, so this was like like chris was saying this was a lot you could tell like when you look at the actual clock and how much of the show is left it's like okay well this is going to be one of those 25 minute main events so danielson can't get in too early or else you know he's gonna break his arm some more so you know <laughs> this match sucked balls and why do we need to get a whole bunch of i mean tk's got a thing now for eight man matches man Especially on Collision. I mean, they can be fun. They can be. every week. Even every week. Because you can always <laughs> do so much. You can... Okay, look. It, it, think about it this way. It's a chance to get eight stars out there, potentially. At the same time. So that you don't have to just watch them do a parade of squash matches with promos right after. Right? Like, you can... Everybody can get in. They can get their shit in. And then the match can end. And everybody can say... Well, I got what I came to see. My favorite wrestler got his shit in. Doesn't matter how or the you know the context of the the show or the overall story. You know, if if, if Danielson came in and chopped a guy and kicked him in the chest, and you know, somebody you know was happy. Weird? Yeah, they had stereo yeah. yes kicks. Everybody got in the ring and did yes kicks together. That that must have been an exciting moment for you, Jimmy. I was yesing all the way home, bro put it that way but you know what's confusing about this company for a company that doesn't really have many tag teams they sure love tag team wrestling it's like the wwe <laughs> but at except least they, they do they have tag teams exactly and they'd rather put other random pairings together yeah well at yep. least it's not as random as these guys right so everybody is everywhere doing everything and it sucks um at least oh, i can appreciate that they're trying to build starks and bill who get the win at the end here can what I ask you, ask? fellas, before this match, there was a promo with FTR and was it Ricky Starks and Big Bill, whatever? So is that FTR... Made any sense. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to ask. That's what I was going to ask. So is FTR heels now? No, FTR were with you and Brian and Brian Danielson. Oh, so then why would... Oh, yeah, sorry. They were with Danielson and Yuda. You're right. Sorry, my bad. My point, you... why? Yeah, oh, sorry, myself. But are, Why? Are you... Are you talking I was about? Confused. Are you talking about like the pre, like the cold open yeah. promos from the? Oh very yeah, I was probably talking show? about that. But that's what stood out to me. Like, are they heels or baby faces? Is the Blackpool Combat Club heels or baby faces? Or are they heels on Saturdays? Or oh, sorry, baby faces on Saturdays, heels on Wednesdays. Is There's no such thing on? as heels and baby faces, Jimmy. Why are you? Oh. Why are you thinking? Tired of tropes. <laughs> Ah, oh, true. That's that's so passe. What am I talking about? Don't mind me, folks. Well, there goes Chris. 
um so yeah i mean the thing is it really does look you're gonna we are all as as a community of whatever you want to call it analysts pundits whatever we're all going to have to stop asking the question are they heels or baby faces because it doesn't it it really doesn't matter anymore you are what you are given the context of the uh, i am what i am the situation yeah your popeye is basically what you, is basically what, everybody's popeye so yeah. that's fine as long as they have their spinach you know then it, it'll be great but no but seriously like it doesn't it doesn't matter and i'm tired of i'm tired of people saying one thing that's like a bit abrasive in a promo or something and people being oh is he a heel now like what because he said one thing like nobody can say something without completely changing their character it's just it's just something that's very exhausting listening to people um on the uh you know in the communities let's say or the online community is constantly <laughs> questioning you know heels baby faces it's like yes people should have defined characters however um not everything constitutes a heel turn <laughs> or whatever right it's just True. some things you can just accept that maybe somebody has a bad moment uh but anyway if chris won't be rejoining us i mean <laughs> essentially he he gave us the 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 rundown of the match um jimmy did you think anything other than what you've already said about the match not really again i went blank during this match dude and i hate doing that because that's when i start looking at my phone and i'm pretty much saying to myself when is this over? Because I can't... You know me, I've got a short attention span as it is, man. This shit just... I can't pay attention to it. There's no interest to it. There's no substance to the match. There's no implications, you know, after for this... You know, why is this match a thing? We've got a pay-per-view tomorrow. So why right. is this happening? Because there's or a show is. every Saturday. That's why. And they and need a, a match. shame. It's a shame because the show, I want to like it. Last week was a decent show, but we're back to fucking crap again. And it's a shame. I need some consistency again. But who am I to say that when this is the company that is consistently stupid every week? You're nobody to say it, Jimmy. You just sit here exactly. and you and you just you just sit here and take it. All right. That's, that's <laughs> take what it in do. the ass, bro. Jesus. The, the, one, one big problem that that speaks to everything that you're saying and it's not an AEW problem it's not a WWE problem it's a pro wrestling in general problem we we now we're at a point where we have everything we want at our fingertips at any given moment at all times even the stuff True. we used to have to decide like ooh that's a good looking show should i spend the money and buy it now we don't True. have to think we'll just steal it it doesn't matter <laughs> the only thing that costs us is time we don't have to be that invested and the the com combine that with the fact that everything's oversaturated that's an understatement Vic. AEW has three shows a week wwe has three shows a week just we're just talking about their primetime shows we're right, not talking we're... about their you know main events we're not talking about you know dark and dark elevation are gone but for a long time those were a thing uh, we're not even talking about Ring of Honor, which is still AEW, basically. Yep. Um, there's so many things that you can watch. And then that's just those two guys. So with those two guys putting on, you know, anywhere from five to seven hours a week of content, 
you know, that's like a whole work day. Just like, if you just want to watch everything WWE puts out, that's a work day for you. That's about seven, eight hours. Right. So dude. Yeah. And, and that's just those two. Then forget about it. You want to watch NWA? You want to watch MLW? You want to watch Impact Wrestling? You want to watch New Japan Wrestling? You want to watch uh, whatever. Whatever you want to watch, you got to add that on top of it. And nobody has that kind of time. But if you do watch all that stuff somehow, you're going to see a lot of the same stuff. And they've got to fill those hours and those time slots regardless of whether you think it's good or not so every week they are pressured to come up with new matches new content i do not envy the position that all of these companies have put themselves in where people are demanding more right yep and they will not if you try to scale it back people will be upset that they're getting robbed because everyone feels entitled and greedy now everyone thinks they should have everything for free right now right isn't that the right, sense no. you get just for, and we're not even talking about we're not even talking about just wrestling just no, out in the music, world everybody's entitled whatever, for everything right. yeah just yeah yeah give me give me exactly what i want and nothing else you know and, and give it to me when i want it so i feel for them it's our job to critique it but i do understand like everything that we say you have to take with that grain of salt of knowing of that Absolutely. they're the ones yeah. that have to come up with it right now, here's a fun fact that I will say on the subject of the match. Oh, awesome. So, Zack Sabre Jr. comes out to commentary, right? right? Now, you know I like to watch this show at two times speed, right? Because i <laughs> yeah. got to hurry up and get through it, okay? Um, <laughs> I didn't blame you. I, well, no, I, I really do because think about it. I go to work. The show's well, already I, over, but i got to get up man. and go to work. Yep. Then at work, I have an hour for lunch to watch a two-hour show. So I really oh, do have not. to watch it at double the speed, <laughs> yeah. right? Because when I come home, you guys go on in like forty-five minutes. So I know, and that sucks, dude, for you. I don't know how you do it. Don't, don't, man. Nah, this isn't about. I'm not. I'm not saying cry for me. What I'm saying is, <laughs> there's literally no way I can watch it before you guys go live unless I speed it up. However, right. when Zack Saber Jr. is on two times speed, I can't understand what he's saying, so I have to slow <laughs> it back down to to 1.5 okay 1.5 is the maximum speed i can watch and still understand zach saber jr uh talking yeah barely (laughs) however so now i'm watching the match at 1.5 times speed and now i see wheeler yuda in there Uh and i'm or you as chris would say right (laughs) thanks um (laughs) yeah which i i missed the origin of that joke but anyway i'll just go with it so so i see wheeler's in there right and i'm like oh man if wheeler only put on like 20 more pounds you know like i'm seeing the i'm i have the vision of like wow and then i remember oh wait i'm watching this at one and a half times speed (laughs) (laughs) that's a right there (laughs) so so that's what i'm saying he's missing that that that's what he's missing he's missing just that extra gear to like kick it up you know because everything he does just looks like just that just that much a little bit like underwater or a little bit slow you're right he's got to have yeah. that that little extra just just pick up the pace a tiny bit to get that viciousness and otherwise other than that and like you know like i said 15 20 more pounds of muscle which he's gonna have to get on the gas if he wants to do that so if he doesn't want to get on the gas i understand like i i i can't say nothing because i didn't get on it so i'm not going to tell him he should if he doesn't mind getting on it, I would say get on it. But if he doesn't want to, that's fine. 
But other than that, a little bit of speed and a little bit of muscle. And like, I like Wheeler's look and I like his, the idea of him he's got, he could be what, you know, Danielson and them seeing him storyline wise, kayfabe wise, that he could, he could be that. Um, he just needs, those are the little things he get. That's what I essentially learned by watching this particular main event. So if we got anything from it, I got, I know what Wheeler needs now. Well, let's, let's be honest, Vet. He's not as bad as people make him out to be. Uh, look, at first, he's not bad. Just, no, he's not. Every, he's everything not he does bad. is not skill based. It's more no, just right. like in terms of his look and the booking, kind of. And he's not as screechy though anymore. Have you noticed that he doesn't come across as screechy with his promos? Right. At one he's point, he's gotten more like, growly. Yeah, he you. has. He actually has, and that's one thing that stands out. He's a good worker in the ring. You know, he's decent. He can get better. I didn't see what Danielson and the rest of the BCC saw at first. But now, like you said, I'm starting to understand the potential in him. At the end of the day, he's still pretty young. And I think, mm -hmm. I'm not going to say he's going to become a fucking a star. Mm -hmm. But I think he could become up a mid-card if he's not already in, in some ways. And, you know, sort of stake a claim you know, in his own sort of uh, court, if that makes any sense, man. So, look, yeah, he people has can improved. eventually believe in him. Right. Yeah, for sure. He's definitely, definitely improved. But we'll see. You know what I mean? Uh, like I said, uh, he does hang around with uh, with Danielson a lot. Heck, apparently they went hiking together. So, you know, he's... Oh, yeah. I, th I think Yuta is a smart guy in a way up here in terms of he knows who to get close to you know, to sort of progress in the business and whatnot. And, you know, kudos to him. But, yeah, he's a lot better than sometimes we make him out to be. You know what I mean? You know, sometimes we probably exaggerate a little bit at how bad some guys really are. But that's just out of frustration. And the, just because of the company, is just frustrating mm -hmm. where you don't want to look at anybody in a positive light because anyone that's a positive light, why are they even there in the first place? You know what I mean? Yeah, because, well, I mean, that's the thing. Also, at the time when people started becoming aware of him, right. uh, they were putting him in those main events. It was like him and Daniel Garcia, were, they were pushing they him too hard. You. Yeah, exactly. Too soon. Right. You know, not only too soon for his skill but and experience, written. but they also right. too soon for the fans to just accept. Like, you know, the fans have your job as a promoter and as a worker is you have to make the people you have to trick the people into thinking they chose you you know what i mean they you can't you can't let them know that they've been hoodwinked you have to make them believe it was their idea right yeah. so right the way you get a guy like you to over is kind of what they're doing with him now where every time you see him he's getting his ass kicked by his friends he's getting yeah. his ass kicked by his opponents he's basically taking the fall in every match and you start like if you keep seeing that as a fan subconsciously you're like fuck man come on Yuta, you gotta win one you know like you start rooting for him before you even realize it and then when the time is right and you pull that trigger People will be happy to see it. But instead, what they did, they did the opposite. They pushed him on people too soon, which then, calls attention to all of his right. faults. It, how how skinny he is, how short right. he is, how whack some of his offense looks, all these things. Like people it magnifies those faults when you put it to people too soon. But if if uh 
you do it the other way, then people will start being like, the small the size makes them think but he's an underdog like i, I want to root for him i want him to win like you see those things so it's like they'll make excuses for you if they like you they'll right. they'll bury you if they don't so it's the same guy but people can react to him two different ways depending on how you treat him and that's one of the things that's the trick of being a good wrestling promoter 100 um, percent but does he really get the sympathy from the fans right now when you think about it, even though they, they punish it, him and whatnot? I feel like I don't it's know, not really working. I don't know if he is. I don't know if he is right. yet. But what I'm saying is you keep Eventually, on this path. Keep it, you right. keep on this path, right? Yeah. If they're not doing it, do it longer. I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like, this is the reason why... Okay, so you may have seen in the past where... You know, in the middle of a match that the fans aren't really buying, like someone will like grab a headlock and they'll just sit in it for a while. Right. So yeah, well, it's a rest hold, right? So yeah. No, absolutely. It's not a fucking rest hold, Jimmy. Don't ever say that word in front of me, okay? <laughs> okay. No, they're it's not a rest hold. The idea is we're gonna make the fans we're gonna force them to get into this match whether they like it or not. Now, if you see them sitting in a headlock, how long can they boo? and be bored before they start cheering for the like okay fine just do something like get out of the headlock you know like right, they right, will do right, that right. to get people with it okay and so that's, that's what same... it's really for when you think about it like yes that's no shit oh yeah only like marks think hold. it's a rest hold jimmy so <laughs> wow. we're trying to learn we're trying to educate you so that you're not a mark and you're an analyst thank you <laughs> so we want to we want the fans to think that way we want the hami media group audience to think that way that's what we do we're trying to beat the mark out of you and educate you <laughs> on the things that the other fans this separates you this makes you this makes you above the average wrestling fan this is why right, you and you come to us patronize us and that's and that's what we give you in return we give you the education that you know the the smart marks the dirt sheet writers they don't understand they'll say things like rest hold but it's not it's well, there's, there's a purpose for everything you do in the <laughs> yeah, ring no. or and out I'm glad ring. that you brought that up and told me that because again, that's why you're the vet. I mean, I was never a worker, so I didn't know that. And it kind of surprised me now that you actually told me what it's really used for mm -hmm. and not what it was proclaimed to be for whatever reason, whoever started that shit in the first well, place. Well, hey, you know, maybe, maybe there's been some fat out of shape guys that grabbed a hold to rest in wrestling, but that's not, that's the <laughs> wrong way to do it. Just like you don't just do dives and moonsaults for no reason. It's right. It's exactly. there's always right ways, wrong ways, good reasons and wrong reasons to do things. So, but the idea of what we're saying is if you want something for just say Wheeler Yuta, for example, if you want the fans to feel a certain way about him, if you want the fans to get behind him and cheer for an underdog and they're not doing it yet, you keep doing it until they do it. Don't, don't listen to the fans knee-jerk responses right. train the fans to think correctly and then they will go unfortunately we just don't see that in a lot of wrestling companies anymore because the same thing we talked about of how everybody wants results now everything's pressure to be right now span, instant right. they don't have the patience they're afraid that people will turn off the product or leave the product if they're not excited so now they're hot shotting everything. Everybody hot shots everything because they're scared of losing viewers and viewers get desensitized and tune out. So it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Well, and that's uh, look, where we're at. 
are we ever going to go back to normal, you think, in professional wrestling in terms of, like, doing things right? Mm. Do I think we will? No. Do I think it's possible? Is that what you're really asking me? Like, is it possible? Well, yeah, possible, because I don't think we will either. That's the problem. So I guess, yes. yeah, I am asking, is it possible? Yes, but it only the WWE can do it because everybody follows their sure. lead. So if 100%. they don't do it, nobody will do it. But if they did, if they slowly scale things back and start start retraining the audience, of course you you can. You just have to you just have to slowly reset everything, and uh, and re retrain um, the way people think and reprogram them, and they'll they'll buy it. As but you you have to give them things as you're taking other things away, so that they don't feel right. like they're losing something. And you just brought up another point now, which I'm going to ask you again here. Um, so say we try to retrain the fans. How long would it take to retrain the fans to get them used to the old way again? Just say, hypothetically. Um, no less than a year, possibly up to three that's years. Fair. Wow, three years possibly. That's interesting. Very, that's it all depends on how they point. choose to do it and what pace they choose to set. But yeah, you can reach. You can definitely retrain them. Interesting. Well, that's 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 an interesting little subject, man. Because I don't know how we got to this point. Like I said, I, I don't understand how. <coughs> excuse me. Wrestling companies forgot how to be wrestling companies, right? Everything just seemed to have been thrown out the window, and let's just start blank because the problem is that the people that know the shit is still around. There are people around that actually understand professional wrestling for what it is, right? But again, you know, no one's wants to step foot and actually try to change the narrative. Maybe a Paul Heyman tries to say, but he only does it um, only you know within his circle per se, and not as a whole. You know what I mean? And I think that's an issue too. We got to change the whole game. You know what I mean? Like completely. You know what's old is new again. We need to start doing that again. But I don't know what it's going to take, man. But like you said, it's. WWE need to be the ones that actually start that transition for us to move forward again. Some people know exactly what to do, but they may not be the kind of people that like to struggle and fight and deal with the headache that comes with trying to convince people of what should be done. Just because you right. know something doesn't mean you want just you could be the best, you know, you could be the best combat tactician in the world, but if you're a pacifist and you don't want to fight you know like it's it's, it, it's it's irrelevant if you just are like look i can't deal with these people you know <laughs> if you're arn anderson you're just like i'm just gonna read the newspaper i'm not gonna get involved <laughs> excuse me and i can picture that too i can actually picture him say these fucking kids man they don't have a clue why should i care anymore and i yeah. understand that too because it'd probably be really stressful man imagine imagine you were now like in the back in AEW, just say, right? And you're seeing all this shit unfold in front of you. Would you open your mouth or would you get to the point where you're like, you know what? Fuck this. I tried. It's not worth my fucking stress. Let them do what they want to do. You know what I mean? I think the one thing that we don't consider a lot of times on the outside looking in is that for them, it's a lot more compartmentalized because let's say, you, let's just say you are Arn Anderson. 
I don't know what Art Anderson does there, but let's pretend for a second he's an agent. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So you have, let's say you have one or two matches on the night that you're responsible for. So you're concentrating on that. Now, everybody else that's going on at the, around you at the same time, you're not really seeing what they're doing. True. So you talk to your, your, uh, workers, you know, you make sure that their match is okay. And then you go to the truck and then you let them, you know, you let them know what, what's coming up in the match and what spots to catch on the camera and all this other stuff that you do. Okay. And then you go home at the end of the night. Are you going to watch that episode of dynamite? No, Hell no. you just yeah. spent all day there. You're not going to turn on right. the TV and watch that. Fuck so no. you don't see how bad the rest of the show is. True, you only know what you're responsible for. So if your match had a Canadian destroyer in it, you didn't know that five other matches had a Canadian destroyer <laughs> in it, right? Well, there's a problem. And you right don't there. watch dynamite. So you're not going to know. And no one's going to tell you. And then you're just going to show up for the next, the work the next week. And you'd be like, Hey, Arn, can I do a Canadian destroyer? He's like, yeah, I don't see why not. And then, and then he doesn't realize everybody else is doing one too. So that's how things really happen for them. They're not watching this show, the company's shows. They're not watching every other wrestling show to see what they're doing. They're only worried about what's right in front of them on any given day. So if it doesn't come across their plate, then they're or across their desk rather, then they're not going to know how bad everything really is. Only we no, know because right. we watch the whole show as a product. We're like, yeah. oh, this is the product. I don't like it. They're just concerned with part of it. So they don't even see the big picture, really. And really, you've probably witnessed that, you know, back in your time, right? So it makes total sense, man. And again, this is what I love about you, man. I don't have the mindset of a worker, for example. Like, don't get me wrong. We all think we do, right? per se mm -hmm. but you make me realize every time like how off i am sometimes you know what i'm saying like when it comes to certain shit that i'm not privy to because hey like i said i was never a worker i didn't see shit you know from the inside out you know what i mean i'm only seeing shit from the outside in sure i can you know workers will tell you certain things that you know i'm personally friends with including yourself but like you know really we don't have a fucking clue only a person that's been on the inside can really teach you that you know what i'm saying and i appreciate that man because here i am thinking i know fucking everything but really i so know nothing in terms of structure and how shit is really done in the back and you make me open my eyes to that because it makes total sense man i mean why should they care about everything else when all you're worried about is your own thing right and like yeah. you said you're gonna go home you're not gonna fucking watch that shit you yeah, know what you're I mean? just like there all day you don't want to right. watch it yeah. And, and that, and that's, it's totally understandable. So, and, and I did this at a certain level and right. their levels above me in terms of what they experience, And they do that. Yeah, but like, when you bring I, those, I was on a, you know. I was on a weekly TV show, but it was a small local weekly TV show. So yes, I did wrestle on TV, but not to their level. I have, I produced matches. Yes. I have agented matches before. Really? Was it a lot? No. Yes. No, no, not, not a lot, but some, so like, I understand some of the stuff that goes into it. And I know what it's like for somebody to say, you know, Hey vet, uh, this is your match or whatever. Just give me a finish. And they leave the finish up to me. And I'm just like, uh, okay. Things like that. Uh, Interesting. Th so, uh, but not to their level, you know, not to what they're doing up there. Or, uh, so, 
So like I can give you a I could give you a picture and I can try to extrapolate that into what must be a bigger production for them to go through. Yeah, you know, but, but even I only know lines, though. I only know so much. So like when I come on here and I'm critical and I'm harsh, a lot of that is because I know my audience here and I'm trying to entertain you and Chris right, and I'm also course, trying to right. entertain everybody watching because I know that if I bury people they'll think it's funny. But I actually do have a lot more sympathy for a lot of the people that I criticize because I understand what they're going through a lot of the time. And I get I, I would get mad it sounds like I'm getting mad at them, but I'm not really mad at them because how can I be mad at somebody for something they were never taught in the first place exactly it's not really their fault per se you know what i mean no you're yeah. right it's you don't true. get you, you don't get mad at a baby for shitting itself <laughs> you know it hasn't learned to <laughs> use the toilet yet. Fuck. yeah exactly yeah. No. so so whatever but you know now unless otherwise noted uh in which case you know if somebody does something that they should know better like dude like a jericho like you explained well before, well, well yeah and Jer even jericho i'm just like look i don't know jericho's life whatever he can do what he wants but i say funny things about him to to express i'm i'm an entertainer still myself so i've got exactly. the show to do people need to understand do that right but i'll give you an example of something where it's like okay you like you're dead to me right so <laughs> you're not going to hear me you're not going to hear me say anything nice about um, brian myers because there was a match that he had he had a ladder match with um bupinder gujar right and there was a spot where he was supposed to take the ladder and just like drop it on him and he just dropped he he threw the ladder down and it hit him right across the bridge of the nose and broke his oh. nose Ooh, remember this wow. is the guy that calls himself the most professional wrestler like as his gimmick like that he knows yeah. what he's doing this is create a pro co-founder brian yeah. myers here a pro there you go dro right? dropping a ladder for a shoot on a guy's face now it's not an accident it wasn't? He didn't like no because he didn't there was no way it could have been that ladder didn't slip out of his hands you're aiming the ladder you're holding a ladder a ladder's got things you can grab on so if you want to hit the guy with the ladder you like you could hit him in the chest and then he can protect himself with his arms and it's the visual and the ladder makes the clanking noise so you know yeah, you're hitting yeah. him with the ladder but he's not really hurting him but if you drop the ladder on the guy's face you let the ladder go you threw it he threw the ladder so down onto his face force. so you would have had to aim for his face Shit. And you're not really taking care of the person that's trusting you right there. So he took so total liberties. In right. This match. It, now I know what an accident looks like. Right. And so I don't think, I really don't think that he did it maliciously. Like I'm going to fuck this kid up in a match, but it was careless. And it's the kind of carelessness I can't forgive. Right. So yeah, that's fair enough. You know, so in that, in those instances where I make it clear like i'm done with this guy and it's all bets are off and i'll say whatever i want about him and not feel guilty about it but when i'm but when i'm talking shit about the righteous and stuff like i don't have nothing yeah. against those guys no, you know? and you can tell, then he wants man. to be barefoot yeah. go ahead if you want to be fat and grab your suspenders a bunch of times go ahead that's fine but you know like it's it's all for entertainment's purposes so and i, and I hope people understand that because sometimes even i think you know you know chris and myself can be overly harsh but it's yeah, not like Chris wants to get it. his shit it's, in, you know. Yeah, he he, it, he enjoys writing his his notes. I can tell. Yeah, he loves it. Of course. I mean, I'm not the note writer. I'm never the note writer. You know what I mean? Hmm. But um, sometimes I do. Don't get me wrong. I will write notes. It just 
I can't be bothered doing even more fucking work, you know. It's hard enough, you know, doing, you know, all this shit and watching this shit. On top of that, you know, it takes a lot of time. But, yeah, man, we don't mean to be malicious because sometimes I think if wrestlers did hear us, they must think we're the biggest assholes, you know what I mean? And, you know, and we're just a whole bunch of marks that fucking think they know what they're talking about. And, you know, fuck. It's just entertainment purposes. I don't have a personal issue with people I don't know. We know our (laughs) audience. We know right. our audience. Exactly. We know what our audience is bloodthirsty, just like their audience. So. They fucking but are. We've, but true. speaking of work, we've put in enough work here today, Jimmy. Yeah, let's um, take it. Over. Chris ain't coming back. Uh, so <laughs> we tried to pull time for him and, and vamp, but, uh, you know, but we did talk about some interesting topics and everything. Absolutely. But uh, and I, I appreciate that too. I would, I would, I would ask you what, what would your, we gave a nice grade to, uh, to collision last week. Uh, what would you give it this week? <laughs> I won't say an F, but a fucking E, vet. An E, ooh. An E. An E for friggin' uh, no effort. That's what it felt like. This show was no effort at all, like, for a go-home show. Like, mm. seriously. To a fucking pay-per-view that has the word dream in it. And the effort they did put forth was very samey because it was a lot of squash <laughs> matches within immediate promo in the ring right after. So it's like the same thing over and over again, a little repetitious. So yeah, I'm gonna give it. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a D plus or no, it's gonna <laughs> be a straight D. And straight all D. of that, yeah, everything goes <laughs> to uh, Juice and Andrade's match to open it. Um, and that after it. that, yeah, after that, I lost interest. So weird bro it's, well, it's, it's a weird show man yeah 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 oh we got oh, aaron says vet and jimmy thank you very much for your time great show and have a great week no thank you aaron for tuning yes, in thank you and thank um, you to everyone <laughs> what up lab rat what up my crab cats vet it's getting over the crab oh, cats yeah. is getting over but thank you to did, everyone did you in see the that chat. random did you see that random, random. match that they first of all <laughs> When they ran down the Wrestle Dream card, and I'm looking at this whole thing, I'm like, "Man, we'll get to we'll we'll get to find out exactly what Antonio Inoki thinks because we're all going to die of old age by the time it's over, <laughs> so we can ask him personally." Um, Jesus, but uh, oh, no, he'd be rolling in his grave if you were seeing yeah, this shit. Right, I know the best way to honor him is Julia Harper's Chris Statlander. <laughs> I think I think that's the number one thing he would be excited to see. Um, but I did notice that there was a random match. It was like. Satoshi Kojima and Keith what? Lee and and uh, Ember like or not Ember <laughs> uh, uh, Athena <laughs> and Billy Starks. I was like, what? Oh, shit. That's a hell of a four person mixed wait, tag wait, team. Wait, wait. wait it was a you mixed didn't see tag this? match. No, I never noticed that. Shit. Dude, it's an eight person eight person mixed tag. So I was like, you know what? Look it up on what your the... own time. And uh, while you're looking stuff up, uh, Jimmy, where can the people look you up? Oh, well, you can look me up on the X at DJ Mass Effects, and you can also look at us up at, what's it called, the PWC Network. But like and subscribe right here on channelattitude.com, where for five bucks only do you get the realest talk in professional wrestling, but you get the best talk in professional wrestling. Also, hamimediagroup.podbean.com for all our affiliate shows, and the pwcnetwork.podbean.com for all the rest of our shows. And that's a wrap from me, Vet. So tell them where they can find you, man. Well, you can find me at Opinion Haver on all your favorite social media platforms, including Twitch, which I'll be in just a few minutes as soon as we wrap up here. 
uh, and uh, twitch.tv slash opinionheifer where you can watch me play spooky games all throughout the month of October. So if you <laughs> like scary stuff, then join me there and we can talk more about how much Collision uh, deserves a bad letter grade. Um, and we, you can find me every, you'll be able to find me tomorrow night, Monday, as we record this, of 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 p.m. Eastern live for the Impact Attack with Brandon, where we will run down the latest episode and anything else that's going on in wrestling. And uh, then you can always find me on um, the Next Level Wrestling Review with Big Ray Hernandez. We'll be talking about No Mercy this Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern, along with that current episode of NXT. And it's going to be a lot of fun there. And then we've got, of course, Wrestling with Rip Rogers every concrete Friday at noon, except for any other time, like this week when it was Thursday and so many other... <laughs> They're moving the concrete all over the place. They're jackhammering it all over the place. But you can definitely just hit that notification bell and you can find out exactly when they go live. And check out everything Stevie Richards is doing on Stevie Richards He's Wrestling Analysis it, channel. Stevie Richards Fitness. Big fitness show with Stevie Richards and Big Mike Barons. Uh, a bunch of, you know, all of his reviews on, on, on everything and his Patreon. So Stevie Richards can't be stopped. Uh, but this show can be stopped. We're stopping it pretty soon. Uh, so uh, as join us next week when uh, uh, after the collision, Jimmy, we sift through the wreckage and the muffins. And, we're, and the muffins, exactly. And we're out. Peace.
once I took my first bike and it was just like this feeling of, ah, everything was not only mellow, but didn't feel any pain. It just didn't, it just kind of numb it. I don't know at what point exactly it started to be a problem. I just remember liking it more and more. People tried to tell me that I had a problem. I would say, get that fucking person out of here. I can't believe they said that shit to me. They know nothing about my fucking life. Are they out of fucking mind? I'm not out there shooting hair. When I'm not out there fucking, you know, putting coke up my nose, I'm not smoking crap. You're struggling with the argument of, do you have a problem or do you not have a problem? Can you control it or can you not? And I literally thought I could control it. You're taking things that people are giving you that you don't even know what the fuck they are. They look like a pill and they look, they're shaped like something that you take. So you take it, you know? Xanax, Valium, tomato, tomato. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. It's all in the same family. Fuck it, take it. Had I got to the hospital about two hours later, I would have died. My organs were shutting down, my liver, kidneys, everything, they were gonna have to put me on dialysis. They didn't think I was gonna make it. My bottom was gonna be death. Within a month, I had relapsed and shot right back up to the same amount. I was walking around my house and thinking every single day, like, I'm gonna fucking die. Like, I'm, I'm looking at my kids and I need to be here with this. Coming off of everything, I literally was up 24 hours a day for three weeks straight. And I mean, not sleeping, not even nodding off for a fucking minute. Like, I was literally just up, like, I had to regain motor skills. I had to regain talking skills. It's been a, a, a learning process. Like, it's been, I'm growing. I just couldn't believe that anybody could ever be naturally happy and naturally function or be just enjoying life in general without being on something. So I would say that to, to anybody, it, it, it does get better, you know? It just, it does.
this liquor bottle, but drowning's not enough. They tell me that I won't live to see tomorrow, but I don't give a fuck. I'm running out of patience, out of pleasure, and running out of luck. I'm really scared that we won't stay together. What if you run out of your love? You run out of your love. Sex in my blind. Now we sip and walk, got a double cup. Yeah, that's cold and love. You fill me up like the drugs do. Ink on my brain like a tattoo. Glad we meet in high school. Wasn't real. Now I've been drowning in this liquor bottle, but drowning's not enough. They tell me that I won't live to see tomorrow, but I don't give a fuck. I'm running out of out of pleasure and running out of luck I'm really scared that we won't stay together What if you run out of your love?